Hey, everybody. Welcome to Conspiracy the Show. I'm Adam Todd Brown. Who are you? I'm Olivia Haidar. And we are your damn hosts. Olivia, how excited are you for this week's topic? Oh, I, I'm so damn excited. I am. I'm just like over the moon about watching this wonderful thing that exists. Yeah, we're covering the My Pillow Guy documentary, as I have taken to the, calling it. I think it's yeah. called Ab- Absolute Proof. We should specify we are watching the first of three my pillow guy documentaries that were released in the last five months. <laughs> so that's, that's the one we're watching. If you want to watch along at home, that's a lot, but also he has a very loose definition of the term documentary. Oh, oh, that's for damn sure. Yes. <laughs> and I should mention, we've done a lot of episodes lately, just covering like documentaries and TV shows. And I should explain I, uh, in the past month, have gotten married and... Oh, hey, congrats. ...also uh, am moving this month. So my research time is a little limited. After I move and get settled, we'll get back to uh, things that aren't... But I mean, also, when we do stuff like this, you can just go watch the source material and it's only going to take you two hours. You want to go read that Jonestown book that I did nine episodes about? (gasps) Good luck. It's like reading the fucking Patriot Act. It's so (laughs) long. Yeah, I I dare you to watch this thing (laughs) instead of listening to us. Good luck. I I dare you to even find it by Googling. (laughs) That that was a chore. And we're going to talk about that part a little bit. If there's any any part of this that I kind of agree with, it's the complaints about stuff getting done. Buried. Granted, this is a thing that's getting buried that will probably erode our democracy completely yeah. someday. So it, I'm kind of all right with this being buried from public it's, view. It's like, you know, you got to bury a corpse, you know, or else <laughs> it's going to sneak up the place. Yeah, you know, some things you just got to bury. You just got to uh, hide them away. I will say, yeah, you, you had to do some crazy searching to find a place where you could watch this. And boy, did you find a place that is, uh, Oh, I've, I've weird, been, weird. I've been way too scared to <laughs> venture out more onto that site. Yeah. Very strange. Uh, I have not done much venturing myself because I don't want to get put on any more watch lists than I'm already yeah. on. It's a site but, called Rumble. Yeah, Rumble. It's it seems to be some sort of right wing file sharing. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we're both on thing. a Trump mailing list. Yeah, now Jesus. Oh, that that, that might explain some of the weird ass texts I've gotten today. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, th- this thing fucking sucked ass. I just want to say that up front. And I've said this a couple times when it comes to uh, things that we've watched on this show. But I think for real, this might be the worst thing. I've watched for this show. It's very frustrating. That's for sure. Mike Lindell has a loose definition of the word documentary. For one thing, this is like a two hour talk show. It's not a documentary. Yeah, it it is uh, like other right wing 
crackpot videos that we've watched in the past. It is presenting the veneer of uh, news, like cable news stylings, and doing it very poorly. And it, it just be, it has the vibe of sitting next to a really drunk guy on like a Greyhound bus and him just never stopping talking for the entire bus ride. That's the basic vibe. I I do appreciate his enthusiasm because he, man, he really, yeah. the, the, the things that he will stop the person who's talking over to cut in with, it's just, no, I want to, I want to st- yeah. stop here. Did you hear what he said? Worse <laughs> than you could imagine. That's proof. It's like, no, yeah. None of this is proof. He's, he, he also, for one thing, sounds like uh, like Jesse Ventura's like debased clone, like some clone that has like melted and it's, you know, not quite Jesse Ventura, but almost. And <laughs> he also uh, he needs to learn how to let people say the shocking information before interjecting with wow. That's so shocking, right. which just happens all the time. Like they're ramping up the guy, the whoever he's talking to is like ramping up to their supposed re- revelation and in the middle of the revelation. He's like, wow, whoa, <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Yeah, it's a sight to behold. The opening of this documentary yeah. is uh, it's smart because most people are only going to watch like the first 15 minutes. Because he lays out pretty much everything that he covers in this thing in the first 15 minutes. No, totally. Did, ha, did you see? So this aired only once on any sort of non weird fishing site streaming thing. And it was on the One America Network, the Trump you know, oh, sure, network. Sure. And they had to put a I'm not kidding. It has to be a 200 word disclaimer in front of it. <laughs> read by a guy like saying this this is we're airing this but this doesn't have anything to do with the views of one america network the craziest crazy channel that there ever has been but this this is a little too much for us we're gonna we you need to know that we are not condoning this in any way it just goes over and over separating themselves then why even air it but you know that's that's the right-wing mentality yeah and you know if that site is backing off the claims in this then holy shit yeah, I mean, that's the and that is the pervasive uh, feeling that you get throughout the entire thing is like, this is stuff that even the craziest people know not to is like too dumb to be real. Well, that's that's one of my main problems with this. As I started watching it, I was like, well, this is going to have to be two episodes because there's something they bring up something that has already been debunked like every two minutes. Yeah. Like they're just throwing these facts out that are not facts. They are things that have been investigated and proven to be false in most cases. It's uh, it's very frustrating. It is exceptionally frustrating. And so he goes through this first part where he's like just putting all these charts up with all these ridiculous claims and saying he's going to prove all this. And then he gets into this bit about how there were two miracles in this election. Right. The first is that uh, all the states shut down. That's a quote, which was proof that Trump was getting way more votes 
than the cheaters expected, and thus they had to recalibrate their cheating software. Right. And Olivia, if that didn't happen, the Lord would have never been able to show us that so much fraud occurred in this documentary. (laughs) Miracle. Of course. Yeah, no, obviously the work of a higher power there. Uh, I do remember we definitely have talked about that in in a previous episode, uh, that whole concept. It is the most Trump-like explanation for, you know, why there was voter fraud that there could be. It's like, oh, well, there were just so many more votes for Trump that – they had to shut it down and figure out how to how to cheat him a different way because it was overwhelming force. And yeah, it's that, like that doesn't sound like Trump at all. <laughs> and also I, that claim isn't true. Well, no, obviously it's not true. <laughs> Fulton County, Georgia, briefly paused counting the night of the election because a water pipe burst right at the facility where they were counting. And that is one county. Not the entire state. (laughs) Uh, North Carolina, because they're saying this happened in five battleground states, which are uh, North Carolina, Michigan, Wisconsin. I have them in the notes. Why am I trying to make Uh, Georgia and Uh, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Georgia, North Carolina and Wisconsin? Yeah. North Carolina. The claim about North Carolina is coming from the fact that on November 3rd, they stopped counting ballots once. They had counted 100% of all the in-person ballots. They didn't have anything else they could count. They had, they How had to, dare they stop counting when they have reached the end of the ballots? That's when you start over from the top. <laughs> madness. Absolute madness. Then in states like Wisconsin, there were laws that said they couldn't count mail-in ballots until the day of the election. So... The claim there is, oh, they got all these mail-in ballots in one day. It's like, no, fuck face. Some states could count them before and other states couldn't. And because there was an unprecedented number of mail-in ballots, it took states longer to report this time. And there were more mail-in ballots, not because of fraud. Well, because of the (laughs) fraud that is COVID that's been perpetrated by the libs. Right, of course, which is a totally real conspiracy. That's a separate thing. Yeah, yeah. That, of course, we all know is true, which, by the way, we are joking. It's not true. People are fucking dying. So I'm probably not going to be able to see Japanese breakfast in October over this. Oh, no. Thanks, you fucking anti-vax monsters. Hey, at least I got to see old in theaters. That's all I care about. Yeah, I was all right with The Green Knight possibly being the last thing I see in theaters for a while. Yeah, that's a good one to go out on. I I really need to get on it. It was a lot of fun. So in the name of explaining the second miracle of this election, because that that all that they stopped counting, that's the first miracle because then it gave them a door into discovering this fraud in the name of explaining the second miracle. He goes through a bunch of charts with some very shocking numbers on them. (laughs) Shocking and how unsighted they are. (laughs) Shockingly few proof examples. Oh, I'm shockingly making me forget how to talk is what it is. Well, that's Mike Lindell rubbing off on you right there. Yeah, Jesus. We'll, We'll get to some really fun quotes from that guy. Uh, yeah, but he goes through these all these charts for each of these states where they claim yeah. there was fraud, and there's all these wild statistics, and not a single like no. footnote that says here's where we got it from. Right, right. Just 
I know a guy who says. Yeah. And also, like, where are you ever going to get the numbers on the amount of illegal immigrants who <laughs> voted in the election? There's just that's not going to be recorded anywhere. Like, it's not like that's part of the census is the amount of illegal immigrants who vote. What, how are you like? I there's just literally a, okay. We talked. We we did a whole thing on this fucking on that fucking Imel, Italy thing. I, I can't, I'm so fucking pissed off about this. <laughs> we did a whole episode on that goddamn Italy thing, which also comes up in this. It sure does. It's just I said it there, and you just gotta pu- apply the bare minimum of critical thinking skills to any single thing that is said in this documentary and it completely falls apart under the least bit of scrutiny like the numbers are so fucked up on one of the charts they like have the number 4000 and they put the like comma after the 400 part <laughs> and it's like well that's like just not a number then that's that's not how we signify things i don't know what that means yeah and this this is a claim that trump and his people have been pushing since 2016 yeah because he lost the popular vote to hillary clinton and he claimed at the time that it was because 800,000 illegal immigrants voted in the election are there even 800,000 illegal immigrants of voting age in this country. Cause there's only, I don't know the number, but it's not as high as people think. Right. No, they couldn't be. That's like a small city's worth of people. <laughs> like that's, that's so that's many nuts. people. That's so many. And in this case, the 2020 claims are based on this one study that came out that was like, yeah, sometimes non-citizens register to vote and vote wrongly in federal elections, because in some states, if you're not a citizen, you can vote in local elections. Yeah. In state elections, you just can't vote for federal right. elections. And this report came out that was like, yeah, it happens sometimes. Well, yeah. And what, all this shit happens sometimes. It's the same with dead people, you know, being yeah. registered to vote. And conservatives took this one study and they were like, See, see, this study says it happens. And the people behind that study were like, that's not what we were saying. <laughs> we were not saying that at all. It's just so it, it's a it's a recurring thing in especially modern conservative politics, because I feel like it used to at least be partially based in some sort of fact. But like anymore, it's like they only reference a study if it in some rare cases could very specifically in like back up their points and right. otherwise all of the mountains of other studies are are nonsense are are propaganda it's whatever and then they get into some wild statistics about georgia <laughs> at one point case yeah. in point 10,000 dead people voted in georgia Sure. The claims about Georgia are literally just Republicans taking numbers and wildly inflating them. Case yeah. in point, the 10,000 dead people who voted in Georgia, the actual number is two. And <laughs> this is a thing that happens in elections. And a lot of times what it comes down to is someone dies, but there's a family member with the same or a very similar name. Yeah. And that person votes as usual. And sometimes that gets flagged as, oh, a dead person voted. Right. It did not happen 10,000 times in right. Georgia in 2020. It happened twice. Again, 
10,000 is so many people. And like, I just, it's so frustrating to think about any of this. It really is for any amount of time because it's so easily broken down. Yeah. There's also the claim that 30,000 people voted in Georgia and in another state. That Uh actual number is three. Sure. The two two in Georgia and one in another state. (laughs) (laughs) There's a claim that 66,000 people under 18 voted. The actual number zero. Yeah. But three people did request mail-in ballots while they were still 17, but they all turned 18 before the election, which means they were eligible to vote. Of course. And on and on and on. We'll link to articles that explain all of these points and a bunch of other election fraud claims that have come up about Georgia since November. And somehow we're also still getting to what any of this has to do with the second miracle of this election, (laughs) which I can promise you is not the sound editing. Oh, Oh my God. Oh no. How, wh- who did this? Who did this thing? It's it was, so weird. There were so many points where it was like that thing that happens sometimes, especially on like the shittier cable networks where you'll be watching a show and it's very quiet and a commercial comes on and yeah. it's like 50 decibels louder. Yes. That was just happening throughout this documentary. Yeah. His voice it, would just get louder for no reason. It's like instead of like a normal like, uh, you know, T-shirt mic, you know, for for uh, recording audio, they had like a directional mic pinned to his jacket so that whenever he would move even slightly the the variable tone of his voice would change and also the other weird thing about the sound mixing and editing is at random points seemingly random i honestly could not pick up a pattern like threatening music would fade in (laughs) and play underneath whatever is happening and then fade out and then at another random point the same threatening music would fade in it was very strange no rhyme or reason to it anyway the miracle as it turns out is that if these states didn't count all of these illegal votes and just declared Trump the winner, then again, we never would have known about all of these attempts to steal the election. Yeah, that's true. At this point, I feel like he's talking about two different things because they keep bringing (laughs) up foreign intervention. Yes. And all of these countries, mainly China, which, boy, don't get me started on that claim, even though we're going to talk about it in a minute. (laughs) We, We will unfortunately have to get you started on it. Yes, indeed. So is it that the states conspired to swing this election for Biden or was it another country interfering with voting machines? Because these are two completely different things. Maybe both. Maybe maybe it was whoever was holding that hammer and sickle uh, and pointing it at the sun for that weird (laughs) shot during some of this stuff that we're talking about. (laughs) Lots of Cold War vibes in this. Oh, man. Maybe it was I, – I remember I, – I, I can't remember exactly when, but someone threw out that uh, some of the hacking was coming from Iran. And I'm like, <laughs> we're worried about Iran hacking us? That's our concern now? Yeah, we, we ruin Iran and cybersecurity Jesus. shit all the time. <laughs> we almost ended their nuclear yeah. program with a computer virus. We eat their damn lunch every day of the week. <laughs> Iran's going to steal our election. Shut up. So 
I guess the second miracle really is that this documentary exists. Of I think course, that's well, kind of what he's getting at. And it truly is. What <laughs> what a miracle. I mean, so many things had to go right. You know, you had to get Pillow Man kicked off of Twitter, and then he had to use his alt to post crazy shit, and that had to get kicked off of Twitter. And then he'd get fighting mad enough to spend the rest of his money on this weird thing. And then he, I assume, kept the set. And I can only imagine that the following two documentaries, which I'm guessing we will watch at some point. Oh, of course. We're just going to look like this. They're just going to be this. It'll probably be the exact thing. Just remixed, chopped and screwed. Provided we're allowed to watch it without like standing inside an FBI (laughs) vault with gloves on or something. Yeah, it it will actually be watching it as sleep deprivation in Guantanamo. <laughs> It'll be blaring at out of speakers. Oh, oh no, don't and do it, that. Just play it, Pearl Jam to torture me. That'll work. I, I, I and I would be down with it. So hey, please do. <laughs> but I like and I, I want to reiterate throughout all of this, this guy sounds like he has been drinking whiskey every day for the last. 20 years he is just slurring every word that is possible to slur yeah it seems like his brain stopped developing in the 80s (laughs) because everything he's saying is just about commies and russia and it's all got a really red scare appeal to it it's it's so it's so weird and funny and sad that this guy loves Trump so much. Like, <laughs> I, I think that about most people who really love Trump, but this guy in particular is like so obviously has modeled his entire life around Trump, probably starting in the 80s. And he just fucking loves him and he will do anything to get in his good graces. And now and he has done that so much that now even Trump is sick of him and will not take his calls. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. One of his biggest claims here is that Dominion, the company that made a lot of the voting machines for 2020. Right. Is owned by a company with ties to the communist regime in China. Nope. And I'm pretty sure by the time this documentary was made, that claim had not only been one of the things that comes up in this, I say it all the time too, is, well, make sure who's debunking it before you just assume it's been debunked. In this case, debunked by the people who initially started the rumor. (laughs) It basically, the the claim is that a Chinese company invested $400 million in Dominion in October, 2020. So right before the election. And, uh, Nope, that was no. an American company with a name that is very similar to a Chinese company. Well, you know, that that's an easy mistake to make. You would have like you'd have to read it a couple times in order to make the <laughs> to figure out the difference. The company UBS Securities Co. Limited is indeed based in Beijing yeah. and tied to the Chinese government. The company that invested in Dominion is UBS Securities co llc which is a company based in upstate new york so and and look sorry these these things do sound similar but also i think almost every fucking securities company or whatever fucking financial thing they all have those weird ominous sounding initials and like securities and then like a million different like things saying what type of business it is at the end yeah the the people who first 
spread this misinformation did themselves at one point come out and go, yep, we mixed up those companies. Whoopsie, but trust <laughs> us on everything else. Yeah, not that we're going to tell our followers that we fucked that up, but we will tell you, USA Today, knowing that no one who follows us will ever read you because you're the well, fake mainstream media. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, like most people don't read USA Today. I'm pretty sure they invented USA Today to line like uh, <laughs> bird cages and stuff. I do subscribe to Newsweek, though. They're doing yeah. good work these well, days. Well, I, I know you've sent me multiple Newsweek articles. Yeah, they're great. So uh, here's the thing, Olivia. This massive fraud could only have happened with the help of domestic traders right. also. Yeah, they throw that around a lot in this. I, and I think they're just kind of trying to preemptively explain away any limitations in the, oh, it was a foreign government that did it. Right, right. Like, there's limits to that argument that we're going to get to. So then they yes. can go, well, yeah, but also there's domestic traders right. who did it too. And it's Which, like, you going to name any or? Yeah. I mean, like in domestic trader can refer to like any number of people doing any number of things based on how you decide. I mean, I'm just basically reciting the criticisms of the Cold War, but like <laughs> <laughs> that's what this is basically. And this is the point where they get into the Italy theory, which yeah. we did a whole episode about. They keep bringing up that famous affidavit, which is literally <laughs> yeah. just some some typed out words signed by a guy. The which most, I don't know if that qualifies as an actual affidavit. I'm not yeah, sure. The most suspicious affidavit that has been released. It, it, that I remember that video of that of that weird Italian guy. That was that was it's very didn't, strange. Didn't seem above the level to me. I'm going to say not above board. Definitely not something you could fake. Well, of you course. Couldn't, you couldn't no. just sit an Italian guy down in front of a camera <laughs> with a script and tell him to read. Yeah. Oh man. So go, go we'll link to our Italy theory episode so right, you can yeah. you can dive into that. He also brings up an air purification company wanting to profit from the Green New Deal as possible uh, co-conspirators in this. It's yeah. like, come on. I mean, you know, just, just grasping at right-wing straws, you know, like. Uh. And then they get into a whole argument that really, really uh, got under my skin, which is the notion that uh, China was behind this hacking of our voting machines. Right. Because their agenda would be so much easier to carry out yeah. under Biden as opposed to Trump, who was tough on China. Oh, yeah. And here's the thing. No, he fucking wasn't. Not at all. For one thing, he br the this Phil Waldron guy brings up these man-made islands that China is building in the South China Sea, which is a thing. Yeah. There is a big territorial dispute in the South China Sea. And he literally says... You know, with uh, Trump out of the way, that endeavor is going to be easier to pull off. The Obama administration has been vowing that China will not shut down shipping lanes in the South China Sea yeah. since 2010. When Obama first made that announcement, China's delegate that was in the room stormed out of the room. Yeah. One the, of the many big, weird scandals of the of the Obama administration. Yeah. He brings up those islands. The Biden administration right now is actively assuring China that we will defend the yeah. Philippines' rights to those islands and that we will keep them open. Meanwhile, I don't think Trump said shit about the South China Sea. No. 
that's one of the big components of any conspiracy theory. What was the motive and did it work? Right. If they're arguing China did this and their motive was because Biden would be easier on China, that is demonstrably false. Yeah, I could probably explain exactly the line of thinking that leads person like the pillow man to this conclusion, which is China communist bad Biden Biden Democrat communist bad loves China. That's literally it. I think that is the one to one thought process. And also Trump's all Trump's talk about the trade deal and the trade wars and things, I'm sure, because I know Asian people who voted for Trump because they perceived him as being tougher on China. And the thing is, the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which Trump immediately pulled out of, that actually limited China's influence in that region and kind of kept them at bay from a human rights standpoint. Mm -hmm. And we'll link to an article from a a Vietnamese publication where they're like, look, under the Trans-Pacific Partnership, we were doing all right. Like we were on our way to coming back. And then the United States pulled out of it and China just started abusing human rights again and trying to fucking take everyone over. Yep. So the Trans-Pacific Partnership was actually tougher on China than this trade war. This trade war raised the price of Chinese goods in the United States. It cost 300,000 American jobs and we got nothing in return. Absolutely nothing. So the idea that China would interfere in this election to get Biden elected is fucking bananas. And it is not based in facts whatsoever. No reality whatsoever. And I mean, I'm sorry, believers, but that China stuff is almost the foundation of this theory, or at least one half of it. I mean, it's just not true. No, yeah, it's one of the one of the many like rickety foundations that this movie is trying to build a, a imitation of an argument on top of. Yeah. And I'd like it noted we're only like 25 minutes into this fucking thing. Yeah. Oh, oh man. When I <laughs> when I realized I was still just in the intro at that point, I, that's when I first started to really lose hope. I was really in a dark place at this point. So the next person he talks to, Russell Ramsland, Allied Security Operations Group. He also says he has proof that outside interests are accessing voting machines and changing votes. Yeah. This guy's a goddamn fraud. There is (laughs) in a Washington Post article about this guy's past and his motivations that I shit you not seems like it's about 185,000 words long. (laughs) It is lengthy. And this guy's a salesman. He has made his living selling all kinds of crazy shit. And now the thing, the crazy shit he's selling is that the election was stolen from Trump. He keeps saying, we have proof. We've seen proof. We just can't release it yet. And then I love when Mike Lindell keeps jumping in and going, I got the proof. I'm going to show it at the end of this episode. It's like, okay. Sure thing, buddy. Yeah. just going to undermine this company's investigation. Sure. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah, he's a salesman. Pillow Man's a salesman. Like, there, this is just a bunch of salesmen trying to sell you shit. You know, they're they all want to sell you a bridge in New York, and a bunch of people are apparently buying it. I guess this is also one of the moments where Mike Lindell keys in on a kind of not important statement and just loses his shit over yeah. it because Russell Ramsland says something along the lines of. 
Again, there's a bunch of evidence that we haven't published yet, but it's worse than you think. And Mike Lindell loses his shit. Like, this is some smoking gun moment in the documentary. He's like, you hear that, folks? It's worse than you think. And it's like, what is worse than I think? You yeah. haven't shown me shit. Yeah, that, that is that is the t- like basic rhythm of the entire rest of the movie is just that vibe repeated ad infinitum. There's a great quote from Mike Lindell in this part where he says, this is the most attack on our country ever. Yeah. Mike, what? There's a couple. My, my, my favorite one personally was when they're discussing the Italy gate aspect of this about votes getting sent overseas to be changed and then sent back because that extra step is super necessary. He says, so so they can change the vote to anything they want and then send it back cyberly <laughs> so, through cyber is cyberly, which is. That's just that's just good stuff. That's stupendous. I'm a big fan of that one. Yeah, he he brings up this German election server theory mm-hmm. that uh, centers around a claim that the U.S. Army seized servers owned by this Seidel company that comes up in the documentary that showed Trump actually won 410 electoral votes. <laughs> he and, actually beat him by a million electoral votes. Yeah, yeah. He got electoral votes in countries that... Uh, Aren't even the United States. Yeah. That's how many Trump got. You got electoral votes in countries that don't exist yet, but will soon. The moon went for Trump. Okay. <laughs> the army and Seidel both have come out and said this raid never happened. Yeah. And Seidel was like, we don't have servers in Germany. What are you talking about? <laughs> like they, they came out and said, obviously, if we sell an American entity election equipment, we put it in the United States. <laughs> like, this isn't a cloud yeah. server. They're not signing up for Google storage. <laughs> like, they're buying fucking election equipment. Right. <sighs> it, it, it's all extremely frustrating. Although, I, he, this guy, Russ, uh, I'm going to call him Dime Store Zell Miller, does make a good point where he says the U.S. government has been changing votes in other country. Like he's like, maybe the U.S. has been changing votes in other countries. And it's like, yeah, that's that's probably that true. I, that, yeah, that, that, I, that might be the most correct thing said in this entire thing. Like, that's probably right. Yeah. If this was a theory about the United States interfering in a Russian election. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm buying that. Sure. 100 percent. But ugh, come on. Uh, So. Yeah, he just he just, Mike Lindell swears he has this forensic evidence that yeah. Russ doesn't want us to see and that he's going to show it later in the documentary. Up next, he talks to Dr. Shiva Ayadurai. Yeah. Who uh most known for his claim that Massachusetts destroyed 1 million ballots in the US Senate <sighs> primary that he lost to Republican Kevin O'Connor. Yeah. Sure, buddy. A million, huh? Wow, that's a that's a big number. I can't believe and, that. And uh, for that, he, he's he's famous also for claiming that he invented email. Oh, I forgot well, that. Well, yeah, this guy he he invented email. You gotta be a so he know this is the guy who invented email. So you gotta you gotta understand he knows what he's talking about. And it's like email is. A technology that started in the 70s. Like, that yeah. doesn't mean you know about shit happening today. Right. Well, that's for one thing, there's that. And for the other thing, he definitely did not invent email. Like, yeah. 
highly he, disputed claim. Yeah, let's say, again, citation needed. And the citations mostly come from him, I'm seeing, where in 1982 he talks about how he did not invent email. <laughs> so I'm just saying – Probably oh, didn't. Yeah, this this guy, this guy's a character. Yeah, I'm going to say, first of all, he's a math guy. Like, he's a big, like, he's like, oh, my, well, my, I've got a computer brain. And I just know that number, how numbers are and numbers are good. And he also, you know, I, and I don't want to be mean or, or say things any untoward. But look, man, uh, your name is Dr. Shiva Ayadurai, and you are trying to become a Republican senator. I can think of a few things other than vote tampering <laughs> that are going to prevent you from having a lot of success in that arena. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I'm not trying, again, not trying to say anything, <laughs> but like, you, it's in Massachusetts, Republicans? Yeah, no, I don't think, I don't think they're going to vote for Shiva. Sorry. Look. Probably not. Again. Controversial, I know. I know. I'm, I, I don't mean to imply that Massachusetts Republicans are super racist. Well, racism ended when we elected Obama, though. Oh, so wait, and this election was after Obama? Oh, yes, yes. So. Oh, okay. Well, then never mind. Then I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I that take blows it all your back. theory out yeah. of the water. Wow, God, I am wrong. He does get into some interesting First Amendment points during this part of the documentary. Yeah, and even like he ended up suing Tech Dirt for publishing an article about how he didn't invent email. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I read that Tech Dirt article and they are very saucy about about that lawsuit. It's pretty funny. But even the person he sued yeah. wrote a follow-up article and was like, all right, well, he is kind of right that it's weird that an elected official contacted Twitter and was like, you got to take those tweets down. Yeah. Which, yeah, if like... All like this guy is just claiming that his one election was stolen. I don't know if you have to take that down from Twitter. <laughs> like you could just be like, no, you're wrong. Like that's that's not that's not correct. Yeah. I mean, I think the problem is more of who is doing the requesting on that, who was like reporting it and it being another elected official, which I understand. That's definitely a weird conflict that we haven't really right. fully hashed out yet. I will say, even if it's just about his little election, like he's, that, that is still like that's the snowball of how all of this shit works in the first place. So, like, you know, if you're going to get rid of some of it, you got to get rid of all of it. Yeah. And I don't know that this is the point in the documentary where I was like, oh, this is going to be. <laughs> a few episodes at least two episodes let's, let's go with two i'm gonna say the the second half is a real lightning round it's like <laughs> like because like the first hour of this thing it's basically these two guys and the intro by pillow man and the the second half it, it's like a gauntlet that he goes through of uh different guests but i'm i'm sure they all bring up very valid points that are backed up with a lot of proof right and evidence and things of course which is why i'm saying we'll only do one episode where we're like yeah no in this part's this all good this is all above board i yeah. get this all makes sense yeah last one hour of this documentary all true all shockingly. facts yeah they yeah. should have led with that you know Go figure yeah so the, this is this is the point where we're gonna break uh <laughs> break this episode off and then uh, we'll pick it up on part two. We're probably going to do a bonus episode in between. I don't know yeah. what it's going to be. But uh, yeah, how are you feeling about the Mike 
the the my pillow guy documentary so far how, how am i feeling <laughs> yeah are you excited that we're watching it i you know i i am i guess glad to have seen it as a cultural artifact of the time you know sure uh I, I, but as a human being who had to spend two hours uh watching this man say vaguely coherent words at me uh, I'm, I'm, I, I didn't love it. I didn't love the experience. I got to say, uh, overall, I would say not a, an extremely well executed movie for one thing. Bad True. movie. Very bad. <laughs> More than anything else. Extremely unsatisfying film. And also, uh, I would say as an argument, maybe not uh, entirely persuasive at all in, in any capacity. I, I would definitely agree with that. I also agree with you that I am glad that I've at least seen this. Yeah. I feel that way about all of this shit. I'm glad I saw the pandemic video. Sure. Like I'm, I'm, I, I do try to seek this out and just see what these people are saying, because that's the thing people who follow this shit always accuse you of, or that's the thing they always come back with, which is, well, do the research and right. decide for yourself. Motherfucker, I do. He, yeah. I do the research. You really do. And this documentary, it's just full of shit that has already been proven false or that's being exaggerated or that can't be proven because there is no evidence of it. <laughs> and, and just charts and, and graphs and numbers that have no uh, backup or context or anything uh, which is just that should always be a red flag for you. I'm sorry, even if it's for something that you agree with, even if you're like a liberal or a leftist li- listening to this and like someone that you follow on Twitter, who you like presents you with a graph if it do- or a chart like if you don't have like sources for that shit or like if your graph doesn't have numbers on it, which happens a lot like, you know, fucking Take that shit with a huge ass grain of salt. Yeah. And even then you got to take into account who made the graph. Absolutely. What their, what their motivations might've been. My favorite example, as always, is the famous study that claims cigarettes and e-cigarettes have the same chemicals in them. They do, but they're the chemicals that, uh, like when you walk into Disneyland or any California apartment, there's a sign that says, yeah, there's fucking chemicals. You you could get cancer, right? but everyone is exposed to these all the time. Those are the chemicals that are in both cigarettes and e-cigarettes. Exactly. It's not the strychnine and the rat poison and all the <laughs> shit that they put in cigarettes. Those are definitively not in e-cigarettes. And the study that made that claim was funded by the tobacco cessation industry. <sighs> and there is no better way to quit smoking than vaping. It's, yeah, it is almost foolproof. It's a good step down. Definitely. It sure is. So, yeah, don't once you see that there are numbers on it, dig a little deeper yeah. and see who's actually putting that study yeah, look, together and what their motivation might be. Maybe look, is the comma in the right place on the on the number? Like, you know, that that might be a big indicator of whether or not this is a trustworthy source. Yeah, the one of the outlets that's been pushing a lot of this election fraud has the nerve to call themselves just the facts and they just so clearly cherry pick facts and details (laughs) and mold them into a presentation that kind of makes their point but usually even then not really that is like 
could not be a more suspicious name for something <laughs> like that than just the facts. It's never just the facts. Facts are never just the facts. There's always context. You can't just learn a fact and then think that you understand the story. You've got to know what led up to the fact and what, you know, the out, you know, outcome of that was. Like there's just always context to shit. Yeah. And uh Oh my god! I don't know. I don't know. I don't know oh what to say god. about this. So defeated. <laughs> we have a whole other episode we have to do about it. I don't. What are we going to do for a bonus episode in between? Uh, should we buy a, Should we each buy a my pillow? <laughs> test it out. No, I don't want to give this guy. Let's get like a used one. But I feel like a used my pillow is also a dangerous proposition. Yeah, that sounds even worse. Uh, you know, I I started watching uh, Rubicon. Rewatching Rubicon because I hadn't seen it since it. Have you have you watched Rubicon? I have not, dude. Okay, we'll talk about it after the show, but maybe maybe that would be a thing. I started watching. I've watched one episode of a ABC series that lasted one season, yeah. called Zero Hour, and it stars Revenge of the Nerds and ER's Anthony Edwards. Hell yeah, he plays a guy who runs a skeptic website. <laughs> Back in the day when running a website was actually a thing that could be profitable and <laughs> allow you to hire people to help, like right. back in the Facebook glory days. Yeah. And uh, he gets roped into a Nazi artifact conspiracy. <sighs> and somehow this show didn't make it past season one on ABC. Hey. Problem is, I was watching it on the ABC app. And I shit you not, there was about 22 minutes of commercials. Fuck that. Spliced into that. So now I have to decide if I want to like follow through and pay for it no way but i'm not watching it on the abc app so yeah who knows we'll figure out some bonus shit yeah. to do f in between <laughs> we got to take a break in between this my pillow documentary uh until then do we have anything to plug use code unpops at checkout to save 15 percent on your my pillow purchase <laughs> free shipping if you order before friday <laughs> I bet you could like here. Let me give a. I'll give a my pillow promo code. Go to my pillow and put in promo code QAnon. I bet. You, <laughs> I, I'm not even fucking joking. I bet. I would bet a hundred dollars that that is still an active promo code. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all. I bet there's like a QAnon edition of the my pillow. <laughs> it's just got the big Q yeah. with the flag in it. It's like a Q drop collage where it's. <laughs> It's like a bunch of them, all the best ones. What if that's how the drops are going out now? Hey, maybe. <laughs> Hidden inside my pillows. What a boon for that guy. Oh, that's how they make them so soft. Is I don't I actually I'm not gonna lie. I have I will never know what exactly a my pillow is. It doesn't look that comfortable. Is it just but a foam pillow? I think it's got some like contours and things and but I don't like that. Like I don't and a, a memory foam pillow is going to be stiff. Oh, I don't want that. Yeah, I've got one that I you have to kind of fiddle with occasionally. Got to punch it up a little bit. Yeah, I you know, or like make sure it, it's like has enough time to to fill back up before before bedtime. Is it made in China like the my pillow ironically is? <laughs> yeah, it's not. I would love if like whoever is the Chinese manufacturer of my pillow, like if someone emailed them this documentary and was like, this is check this out. See what's up. 
You know, do you really want to? Do you really, really want to make in this guy's pillows, huh? Get him deplatformed from his pillow making. Exactly canceled by China. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. So, uh, other than that, I don't have anything to plug. Patreon.com/slash/unpops, yeah. unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech. We were gonna, me, Andy, Sell, and Travis Clark, we're gonna try and plan a tour for September, but COVID's gonna, yeah, ruin that. that I can that, tell. That seems tough. Yeah. Uh, what do you got to plug? Uh, yeah, Twitter, uh, at hi there, hi dar, and <laughs> that's all the energy I have to devote to plugs right now. <laughs> Agreed. All right, let's get out of here. Olivia, say goodbye, Cyberly. <laughs> oh, goodbye. <laughs> I don't know how to say something Cyberly. Yeah, you have to do it in like ones bits. and zeros. That is gigabytes. A, is, we'll talk about this in the next one, but some guy talks about adding up all the ones and zeros in the computer to find something. I'm like, that's <laughs> that's priceless. I love that's, this. Yeah, that's not a real thing. <laughs> uh, all right. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. <laughs> <laughs>